Welcome to the 15th Club with your hosts, Ed Clements and Scotty Sayers. Ed and Scotty will bring you up to date on all the big news in the world of golf every Saturday from 5 to 6. We're talking golf and we're talking college football and pro football. Hello again, everyone. I'm Ed Clements. Scotty is on special assignment. He's not here tonight, but he's here in spirit. Welcome to the 15th club on KLBJ Radio, part of Sports Saturday, live from the historic Dirty Martin's Place on the near the campus of the University of Texas. I'm Ed Clements, joined by Ben Clements and our friend Mark Brooks, the 1996 PGA champion and frequent contributor to golf and football and life its own self. Here with our friend Mark Brooks, our show is proudly brought to you by Texas Mutual Insurance, ABC Bank, with assistance from Dirty Martin's Place, Zilker Belt. How about this new Zilker Belt there, Ben? It's very, it's slick, Pop. It is it's slick. slick. And I kind of feel bad wearing It's called the Texas X. I'm not a Texas X. I'm a Texas State X. So. Texas Fiji, though. I'm a Texas Fiji, though. Maybe they'll make a belt for the Texas Fijis. Zilker Belt's one of our proud sponsors. Adele Golf, Donald Ross Sportswear, the Muni Conservancy, Maudie's Tex-Mex, the Naughty Deck and Bar at the Austin Renaissance Hotel, and by the Salt Lake Barbecue. Scott Roberts and crew, they're open until 11 o'clock tonight. Uh, so plenty of time to get out to Driftwood to enjoy great Texas barbecue. Uh, all right, guys, while we're doing our greetings and our how you do's before we get going in the, uh, the world of sports, Mark Brooks, 96 PGA, PGA champion, champion, looking the part right now. You show up fashionably late, right on time, wearing this <laughs> gorgeous-looking pink golf sh- shirt. You got the pants on. You got that looks like some good-looking golf shoes there. You look the part, and I heard yesterday in the Great Save Muni golf tournament, you played the part. Am I wrong or am I right? I, I don't know about that. And you, how did we finish? Well, I think we finished in the top seven. Oh, really? We, we shot 59. A team shot a 52 yesterday. There was a 56. But let me tell you what, Ben Clements, you're right. Mark Brooks, we shot a team 59. Scotty Sayers, yours truly, and Mark Brooks. Ben Crenshaw came for one putt yesterday. But we okay. shoot. We that, sh- I know. We shoot a 59. But Brooks, I promise on his own ball, he could have shot a 63 or 64 yesterday. He was well, playing that well. I don't know about that, Ed, but uh, we, we missed a bunch of putts. He did. Yeah. Okay, I know, but that's my – by the way, I, I saved Muni event, went to the party last night, great event. Fantastic. Fantastic, great crowd here. The tournament was, was fantastic, was electric, a lot of players. Do you guys feel at least a little guilty? But not even guilty, I guess. Are you all a little embarrassed? You, you, know, had, you had two major champions in Mark. Y'all couldn't pull out the victory? Well, you know, Ben, I uh, my my lone victory came when I was a senior in high school. I was second place in <laughs> District 3-4A. I got second place in District. That was my highlight. And Mark has, uh, you know, Mark has accomplished the most starts of anybody on the PGA Tour, the 96 PGA Championship, the President's Cup. Well, you accomplished what not many folks that have ever picked up the golf club can say they did. Yeah. They but won a major. We just didn't play very good And yesterday. yet you can't win. I know. The fabled Save Muni Golf Tournament. Guys, I know. Hey, it happened. Did you take it easy on the two-time Masters champion? Went to the dentist. He did, and he only contributed one (laughs) putt, and he left it low. But you also had Scotty Sayers, who plays with no gloves, no no glove on his left hand, but who can still strike the ball and is a pretty damn good putter. He played well yesterday. He he drove it awesome. Drove it beautifully. Uh He didn't use any of his drives, but he drove it awesome. But it was well, he's, fun. One, he's one of few people that still don't wear a glove. You know, gloves have gotten it's it's part of golf. He and Fred Couples. Yeah, yeah still does he use gloves. Yeah, it, it, it caught him when the, we got a little rain shower yeah. a couple to go, and it, it definitely hampered his. The me and him used that we have the same grips. We have those. Um, 
oh gosh, it's the name is escaping me. Scott, if you're listening, well, it's you, supposed to. You're not supposed yeah. to plug your. They're grips. those grips that have that. It's great for people that sweat a lot that mm. that need that extra little grip. Okay, it's escaped so, me the name. No free lamp- ads. Lampkin? Lampkin. No, no free ads. I won't tell the name of the. Uh, well, you could do unless that. Unless they sponsor us. Well, so, that sounds like a problem. Dry tech. Dry tech. Ow, no free ads. Dang it, I did it. Dry tech. Dry tech. But it was a big success. The golf tournament, yeah. well attended. And last night's party Fun was party. fantastic. And if you want to learn more, just go to Save Muni. Go to Save Muni. Yeah. Learn about trying to uh, save the historic golf course that's 100 years old next year. Yeah. Big things planning next year for the 100th anniversary. If you see an Austin City Council member, if you see a member of the Texas Board of Regents or our friend Jay Hartzell, just go up and say, hey, Let's save Muni yeah. for good. Mr. President Jay Hartzell, a very nice man. And, of course, our friend Kevin Altai from the Board of Regents. And, of course, our mayor, Kirk Watson, fighting to save Muni along with many of the city council members. Yeah, Guys, we're an hour and 50 minutes away from the kickoff, Texas-Wyoming, uh, here at DKR. But we, we have a lot of time to talk about that, but I, I feel like it's necessary. you got to talk a little bit of golf here Yeah, first segment. Dad, Scott, Dad, Scotty, I know you'd, you'd want us to do this. And, Mark, it I totally forgot the way that the golf – schedule works now they've already undergone they, they're going with the new season yeah they the have FedEx Cup 2024 is already underway and right we already have a Max Homa is leading correct well that's uh, the no he's now not leading anymore not leading. you're talking about the Silverado Resort and Spa the north course in Napa Mark uh-huh. where SH Kim currently is a leader at okay. minus 13 Sahith Thagala is at minus 12 Peter Malinati is 11 Matt Kuchner 11 and Max Home is 11. Is it kind of surprising me Max Home is playing in this tournament uh, because he's going to be heading to uh, Italy pretty soon? Well, it's not shocking to me. He's won there. And, oh, uh, he's won there. Oh, yes. He won in spectacular fashion. He he, he actually birdied four of the first six today. Whoo! Wow. Grabbed the lead and then he bogeyed eight and nine somehow. Yeah. So maybe he had a little. Uh, Pasta on the mind there. <laughs> well, we're, we're two weeks out, correct? Were we two, we two weeks out? Yeah, the last, the Cup? The last Saturday. Oh, yeah. Effectively, two, Effectively yeah. two weeks out. Yeah. yeah, the last Saturday in the month. And by the way, the Solheim Cup is next week, and our friend Judy Rankin is there in Spain. She's going to be on TV next week. Yeah, the Solheim I was, Cup. I was about to mention that. That, that's a, it, uh, that should be a great watch. It should be a really, really good watch, yeah. But, yeah, Max playing, and then the last week in September, weekend in September, is a Ryder Cup from Rome. Yeah, so I'm assuming we'll see the most of the team uh, we'll be seeing the videos and the social media of them getting into Rome and getting prepared for the Ryder Cup. Yeah, you know, if I, if it was me, I, Mark, I don't know how how you did anything when you were on a, a President's Cup. You know, I'd want to be there a couple weeks early, especially if it's overseas the way it is. No. Would you want to get there? No, no, <laughs> not <laughs> a couple of weeks. How come? To get because you want to. I mean, in Rome, you're going to get acclimated to the Rome. What in Rome? I don't want to be. Well, I don't, I don't want to be a Roman. I want to be an American yeah. assassin when I'm over there. <laughs> just so get in. I'm just going to get in. Get out in inch style. Yeah, just sneak in there about Tuesday. Do a little. <laughs> a, uh, what do you call opening ceremonies? Hopefully yeah. they're short, sweet, and uh, get get to the golf. That's not a little dicey. Not a little dicey for you getting there on Tuesday. No, suffering from jet lag and they're okay, have, screw it. Not, let's they just, don't have jet lag anymore. I guess when you're it's in the, a world tour, those private jets they have nowadays. <laughs> it's a world tour. Uh, I like flying coach like the most common folk, like most of us. Uh, let's well, talk. Let's well, talk. you know they went. Oh, they did a couple weeks ago. They nine, did nine of them. Actually, about a week ago. A week ago, they yeah. flew over. They flew over and they came back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just yeah. a little. Practice. A little reconnaissance. Guess, yeah. yeah, I guess you can. Yeah. It's like the Green Berets. Go check, somehow check it out. there's only nine of 12. Who was the odd man out, you think? Figure. Well, several. Yeah. But, uh, Justin Thomas is playing pretty well right now, I in, saw. He's in good shape. Which is good to see. I was the biggest Justin Thomas hater 
I'm glad that he at least is getting his form back. Yeah, and did you see that uh, Jim Furyk, who's an assistant captain to Zach Johnson, wore his shirt from the 1999 Ryder Cup, I the famous uh, Ben Crenshaw shirts uh, that were controversial but were beautiful. He wore his shirt. I saw that. That was kind of cool. That was cool. Uh, did you like those shirts, Mark? Those Sunday shirts? <laughs> He's re- Mark is over here jotting down. What are you jotting down here? All your all your your notes here? You don't well, want to because talk. we're eventually going to get around to handicapping this Ryder Cup. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So when you when you get there, I'll be ready. Hey, random question before we go to break. Did you keep all your gear from your President's Cups? I have. I, uh, yes, I kept most of it. Yeah. Most of it doesn't fit. <laughs> so I'm going to pass it on to my grandson. Who's not? 12. Uh, the Longhorn golf team is playing up at Illinois at the Fighting Illini Invitation. And after uh, today's round, the Longhorns are currently in second place. Uh, North Carolina had a phenomenal round today. They shot as a team 269. They're at minus 10. The Longhorns are at minus 4. Georgia Tech 3. Arizona State even. Alabama is plus 1. This is a star-studded field up in, in Illinois. Very, very good field, in, including... Christo Lamprecht of Georgia Tech, the young man who led uh, the British Open. Uh, the Longhorns are playing really well, though. Christian Moss is playing well. He has he shot a 64 today. He's at minus 7. Jacob Sosa from here in Austin shot 69. Jacobs at minus 5. So low, low scores for John Fields' team today. And they're at Olympia Fields, Olympia which is Fields. a really, really good golf course. They've had, you know, U.S. Open there. Uh, they've had playoff events. You know, let's call them whatever they're going to be, signature events. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, a, it's a great quality golf course, par 70, and it's a full-blooded test. So these scores are legit. We urge you to come down to Dirty Martin's Place en route to DKR Texas Memorial Stadium, a great place to get your pregame meal. Uh, the Kyos are here. The Lambakais are here. Okay. Uh, they're all here today. That Clements, married man to my mother. <laughs> I'm just saying the crowd's coming. But, yeah, come down and see us. Uh, when we come back, we'll get you up to date, start talking about Texas and Wyoming. Boy, a strange game going on in Tampa right now between the Alabama Crimson Tide. We'll talk about that, and we'll talk about what's been a bad day for the Big 12. When we return, this is the 15th Club part of Sports Saturday on KLBJ Radio. Live from Dirty Martin's Place, Ed Clements, Ben Clements, and Mark Brooks. Scotty will be back next week. We'll have more on the 15th Club as we talk Longhorn football, golf, and life right after this timeout. Saturday night is the loneliest night of the week Cause that's the night that my sweetest This is Scotty Sayers. You're listening to the 15th Club with Ed Clements on KLBJ. Thank you, Scotty. Scotty not in attendance to Dirty Martins tonight. He's on special assignment. Thank you, Scotty, for doing that. Welcome back to the show. This is the 15th Club part of Sports Saturday as we talk about football and talk about golf. Joined by our friend Mark Brooks. I'm Ed Clements along with Ben Clements. Our show proudly brought to you by Texas Mutual Insurance and by ABC Bank with assistance from the Salt Lake Barbecue, the Naughty Deck and Bar, the Austin Renaissance Hotel, Maudie's Tex-Mex, the Muni Conservancy, Donald Ross Sportswear, Adele Golf, and Zilker Belts. Texas and Wyoming at 7 o'clock tonight on the Longhorn Network. Longhorns favored by 30 points over Wyoming. Uh, 30 points is a lot of points. Texas coming off a win over Alabama last Saturday night, Mark Brooks. But it's very interesting as you look at Alabama today. Uh, I'm starting to wonder... 
how good or how bad is Alabama? Because they're at halftime in Tampa, Florida, and it's Alabama 3, South Florida 3, South Florida, an unheralded team, and Alabama's having a tough time today. They are. Obviously, they had some weather down there, and they've got a new quarterback Yeah, that uh, jumped in there behind center. Yeah, so. and he's, he's not performing well, Ben. You've been watching this game. It's on TV, one of the TVs here at Dirty's. No, yeah. Well, you know, we saw this uh, earlier this week that Alabama had decided to bench Jalen uh, Milrow after the, his poor performance against the Horns, and so they did start uh, the sophomore, Tyler Buckner, who has had a, a horrible start to the game. He, <laughs> he is... He's got 34 yards on nine passing attempts. He, wow. is, he is four for nine with 34 yards. At this point, Tyler, Tyler Buckner. Oh, it's even worse. Is it even worse, worse than that? Now. Five for 14 with 34 yards. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Five for 14. Well, they got troubles. If, you know, if they don't have a quarterback, they don't have anything. They and, just and, can't win with their defense. And, yeah, you know, Mark did mention it. There was the rain delay, but Alabama has looked like a shell of themselves, even what they looked like last week uh, against the Horns. There's no push at the line. They can't run the ball. This poor Buckner, he, their quarterback who, who took over for Milrow, he can't seem to, to find his way. He's throwing past his receivers, throwing behind his receivers, throwing at their feet. He's a guy who's a transfer from Notre Dame, yeah. and he's playing for the offensive coordinator who was at Notre Dame last year. So it's strange. This is a really strange situation. But yeah. as a Longhorn fan, you got to hope Alabama wins because Alabama needs to continue win because yeah. I mean, Texas looks good. The number one team in the nation finally awakened in Athens, yeah. Georgia. They were down early. But Georgia now leads South Carolina by 10, 24 to 14, uh, midway through the fourth quarter in Athens, Georgia. Aggies are going to get back in the win column. They play a Louisiana directional school today, Louisiana Monroe, and it's A&M 27, uh, Louisiana Monroe 3. Uh, the most impressive team I thought all day long, fellas, I saw earlier day was LSU. LSU had that very disappointing loss to Florida State to begin the year Labor Day weekend. But today in Starkville, on the road, in a place where they don't play particularly well, LSU just murdered Mississippi State 41-14. And I love the way LSU looks. They're, they're strong. Yeah, they're, they're great. But I agree with you, the most impressive win of the, of, the, of the day is Oklahoma, Pop. Oh, man. Oklahoma is currently up on Tulsa 66-17 with 14 minutes left with in this ballgame. 14 minutes to play. At Tulsa. And yeah. I know Tulsa, they're, they're no powerhouse. They're... It's one of the smallest D1 schools in the nation. But Oklahoma has looked like they, they've gone 180 yeah. from last season. Dylan Gabriel looks wonderful today, Dylan the Gabriel left-handed quarterback there. is the real deal, deal, a guy that we didn't see in Dallas last year against Texas. He, he had been injured, so we didn't get to see him. But he, get this, guys, 28 of 31 with wow. 421 yards, five touchdowns. He had to slip up with one interception. But those stats right there, those are Heisman caliber stats. And this is going to be a monumental battle because you got to believe the Longhorns have Wyoming tonight, 30-point favorites. They play Baylor next Saturday night at 6.30 in Waco. They'll be a big double-digit favorite. Then they get Kansas at home and then OU. If this all holds true, we're going to have more than likely an undefeated Texas team and an undefeated Oklahoma team. It will be a top-ten matchup. And I think for, for anybody in the Big 12 looking at OU thinking, oh, boy, they're back. Not, I hate saying they're back, but they, they found themselves again. They had three receivers with over 100 yards receiving today, one of wow. which uh, was Nick Anderson. He had 120 yards on, on three catches 
Wow. Three touchdowns. And I saw little Stoops caught a touchdown yeah. pass today, um, uh, Bob Stoops. Yeah, Drake, Drake Stoops had, had 53 yards on eight receptions yeah. and a touchdown. Or excuse me, two touchdowns. Oklahoma led by Dylan Gabriel. What a turnaround after last season. Well, after watching today's action, fellas, it looks like Oklahoma and Texas are the cream of the crop because it was a bad day for the Big 12. That's because Missouri on a 61-yard field goal at the gun. Clip number 15, Kansas State, 30-27. Kansas State, their quarterback was injured. They look slow. Yep. And it's Missouri. Missouri, a mid-level SEC team. So Kansas State goes down 30-27. to And it, at Miami of Ohio, Miami of Ohio upset Iowa State today 10-7. to Iowa State didn't find the end zone until the fourth quarter, Pop. How far has Iowa State fallen? You know, they haven't been particularly well since uh, Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy yeah. uh, left. And they've got the cheating, not the, excuse me, not the cheating, the gambling scandal. Yeah. And now they lose for the second week in a row. They lost to Iowa last week. Now they lose to Iowa State. So just yeah. a bad day for two of the teams. Now the Baylor Bears, for some reason, scheduled Long Island. I did not know they played college football on the great area of New York State, Long Island, but yep. Baylor in a rain delay game won by a score of 30-7. to Our game later, the Longhorns and uh, Wyoming Cowboys. I saw Wyoming play Texas Tech first week of the year. Great comeback. Uh, uh, unbelievable comeback. They yeah. were down 17 to nothing and they early got, on. They got a hell of a quarterback, Pop. Wyoming has a, a stud of a quarterback back there that a lot of, a lot of uh, passing yards in his career. It's a good team. But can I comment real quick? Sure. You know, I, I like most football fans. I, I tend to go to my ESPN app to get my scores. Yes. And there's a... There's a, a, a part where you can scroll down and get only the, your, your conference you want to watch, the Big 12 Conference, and see those scores. I'm still not used to seeing on the Big 12 uh, page, seeing Cincinnati yeah. and seeing UCF. Yeah, that's Central University of Central Florida. And Houston. I'm yes. still not used BYU. to and BYU. And BYU. I'm still not used to seeing them <laughs> on the Big 12 scoreboard. It is strange. It's strange to me. It's very, very strange. And I find myself thinking... Okay, Cincinnati, can you pull one out right now? I'm still a Big 12 guy for the next eight months. Yeah, a few months. We are Big 12 people. So I'm pulling for Cincinnati right now. There's a big game in the Big 12 tonight down in Houston. The Houston Cougars yeah. try to bounce back after their disappointing loss to the Rice Owls last week. And TCU tries to win their second game in a row as Sonny Dykes and the Frogs will be in Houston. Mm -hmm. Houston is a seven-point underdog. That line seems... Awfully, awfully small to me. I just, maybe because it's in Houston, maybe because they used to play each other a lot in the American Athletic Conference, they know each other. Maybe that's the case, but that seems like a very, very, very small line to me. No, yeah, I, I actually agree with you, Pop. That is a very, very small line. Another big game tonight is Kansas, the Jayhawks, and I say that because they're playing Nevada at Nevada, but they're a 28 point favorite tonight. Wow. Kansas, the Kansas. team. Are you, are you going with Kansas's back? No, I will not, <laughs> Mark. I will not, but I will say, call me crazy, their quarterback, Jalen Daniels, he's rising in the ranks right now. Yeah. He's a kid that was in the top 100 players in college football ahead of the season, uh, brought to you by ESPN. But this is a kid that is very, very good. He's a playmaker, and he's kind of changed the dynamic with Kansas. That's, that's not a gimme anymore. That is not a gimme game. Longhorns faced them a week before at home, week before they placed 
play Oklahoma. we got to take a break. Uh, I'm Ed Clements along with Ben Clements and our friend Mark Brooks. We're broadcasting live from Dirty Martin's Place, talking Longhorn football mixed in with a little golf. Also NFL later when we come back more from Dirty Martin's Place on the 15th Club here on KLBJ. This is Brad Leland, and you're listening to Austin's only golf show, The 15th Club, on KLBJ, with Ed Clements and Scotty Sayers. Save Thank Muni. Save Muni, that's right. Thank you so much, Buddy Garrity. Brad Leland, our friend from Friday Night Lights, welcome back to the 15th Club on KLBJ Radio, part of Sports Saturday. As we broadcast live from Dirty Martin's Place, we'll be here till 7 o'clock tonight. We'll have uh, a lot of football talk mixed in with golf talk. Longhorns and Wyoming at 7 o'clock, as we talked about earlier. Wyoming, 2-0 on the year. Victories over Texas Tech and Portland State. They are a veteran, veteran team. Five of their players are already college graduates, but you can see that all around. Uh, college football now guys playing in their fifth and sixth years so it is going to be a test for the Longhorns but Ben and Mark I think the biggest text test for Texas will be not get ahead of yourself yeah. not think you're the king of the hill because you defeated Alabama last week and Alabama has put in another quarterback we're watching this Alabama game it's three to three against South Florida in the third quarter and Bama has put in their third a, a third quarterback. Well, Pop, did you see in the first half, did you see their their drive-by-drive drive breakdown? I'll give it to you. Punt, 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 field goal, end of half. That was their first half of football. And, Mark, we're talking about South Florida, a team that I don't even know who the head coach is anymore. This was Charlie Strong's old team. It's not Tom Herman's team. He's at the other Florida school, but... This is amazing to see a Nick Saban team. And I know they're going to be probably down after their, their loss to Texas, but you think this is a team who has national championship aspirations, and they're laying a big O egg right now. They are, and uh, I don't know, maybe college station is calling. <laughs> college station is calling Nick Saban. Is that where you're talking about? Well, Something's going to happen down there. Yeah, something is. Well, they're winning right now. They're winning. I don't mean today. I know. I don't. You don't mean it. But I was just pointing out they're back winning today. But an Aggie told me they're going to buy out Jimbo Fisher if oil gets to $125 a barrel. <laughs> and right now it's $100 a barrel. So they may be Slowly working on creeping. that. Slowly creeping. There's a guy named Simpson. Simpson yeah. is the quarterback now. It's not Alabama. Bart Simpson. It's not Bart Simpson. Well, you know, I, I hate to say it, but in this is just kind of how college football works and if you ask a coach he'd say you're lying but there are good wins and bad wins and when you do beat a a powerhouse like alabama you want them to continue winning after you lose after you beat them and, sure yeah and this is not going to affect texas in the polls you know if alabama loses texas is not going to drop from four to eight all of a sudden no but end of the year when it's all said and done and then the playoff committee's looking and say Texas ends the year with one loss, this Alabama game won't matter as much as it did 24 hours ago. If, if they lose, if they if they lose two in a row against an unheralded team, you're right, Ben. So we're going to keep our eye on this one. Also, you know, a lot of people said, oh, the Longhorns are going to win the Big 12, Big 12, Big yeah. 12. Listen, 
There's that team in Norman, Oklahoma, who's making a statement today. I know it's Tulsa, but Oklahoma currently leads under nine minutes to play in the fourth quarter, 66-17. And they are showing America that they can score after last season of not scoring very much. Well, the Alabama score and what's been going on with them, to me it so clearly emphasizes the importance of that quarterback position. Oh, man, you're right. I mean, it's just... You know, we know in the NFL it's king. Yeah. It's king. I yeah. mean, even a great defense can't overcome a mediocre quarterback play. And I think this is just showing us that uh, they didn't have enough NIL money. No, they didn't. I think you're right. You're right. I, you know, as Nick Saban talked about that, as he has gone to his United States Senator, Tommy Tuberville, to try to rectify that situation in the halls of the U.S. Congress, which is the last place we need to get people messing with college football they got far greater things to talk about but mark you hit the nail on the head nick saban is not getting the players nick saban usually gets because of the nil money here at the university of texas you're a texas x you know that money is no object over there money's no object and the nil money is flowing and i just wonder what the nil money increase was this week Mm -hmm. after the win at alabama people are pumped up about sports and Money talks, and you know what walks around here. So it yeah. is of advantage for the Texas Longhorns. Well, it is, and you need the, the you need the big money to secure that position. And you not only want one guy there, you don't mind if there's two or three of them. Sure, hanging around in that quarterback room. Exactly, which we have right now. E- exactly, there was a time, Ben. You don't remember this? Mark barely does. When Daryl Roll was here, before they had recruiting limitations, Coach Roll would go get the top four quarterbacks in the state of Texas and yep. say, boys, let's see who's the best. Yep. Two guys would be the quarterback, and the other two guys would play defensive back. That's what would happen. True. Or, yeah. they, or they'd play a couple years and move on. And move on, yeah. We know yeah. we're talking quarterbacks right now, and, and this is becoming so apparent to me, watching Alabama struggle against South Florida. How important Bryce Young was to that team last year. Oh, yeah. Number one draft pick in the 2023 draft who started for Carolina Panthers this season, but... Had they not had Bryce Young, and I know they had Will Anderson, you know, number three pick in the draft last year, like you said, Mark, how important the quarterback position is in college football in a team like Alabama. We see what happens now, the ramifications of losing a Bryce Young. They're a shell of themselves. And, you know, the big story this week is are we witnessing the end of a dynasty in Alabama? And I don't like getting on all that, that, that media gossip and the headlines and the... It's sensationalism. But yeah. as we're watching Alabama right here, then the TV next to it, we're watching Georgia really put the throttle to South Carolina steadily. It is. You know, we are seeing the end to Alabama's dominance and having nobody that can go up against them. And in the SEC, Georgia has really taken the mantle yeah. of being that powerhouse. And Alabama just, I, you know, you can mark it up to maybe drafting or recruiting the wrong guys here. Jalen Milrow, out of high school, was a clear five-star. And he, he was, was a, he was committed here to Texas, too. Yeah, and he, he left he, and he was to Alabama. He was a can't-miss guy, but Alabama can't find their quarterback. It's, it's shades of what Texas used to be when they had the, the three-quarterback system with Charlie Strong and a little bit of Tom Herman. Let's talk about the Texas quarterback, Quinn Ewers, who is vaulted now into the top five mm-hmm. on the Heisman watch. First week against Rice, 
he was okay. Had some touchdown passes, but was just okay. Couldn't throw the long ball. He couldn't throw the long ball, but all of a sudden, he was throwing the long ball beautifully against Alabama, and it seemed like it was pretty simple. He was getting more air under the ball where the wide receivers could find it, not going more straight, getting air under those long balls, and he was sitting the long balls, and I think he wants to continue that because here's a guy who, uh, if he continues to play well, will be in the pros next year. Yep. And Mel Kuyper, even, Ben, has him one of the top quarterbacks that's going to be taken in next year's NFL draft. Well, yeah, I mean, off the top of my head, obviously, we have Caleb Williams will be probably number one draft. Drake Maine. Drake May of North Carolina, number two. Quinn Ewers has solidified himself as the third best. Maybe there's an argument for the second best quarterback in this draft class. Emphasis on you got to be able to throw the long ball. He showed it to us last week. But he showed something unique that most quarterbacks, even in the pros, don't have. They can throw that ball to the moon and let it drop into their yeah. receiver's hands like a, you know, like a cradle. You don't see that much. Russell Wilson does that better than anybody in the NFL. And Quinn Ewers has that gift that he can throw it high and long in the perfect, perfect situation. Speaking of Drake May, uh, Mac Brown and North Carolina well on their way to their third victory of the year. Mm-hmm. Carolina is throttling previously undefeated Minnesota of the Big Ten. 31-13, and Drake May this afternoon, 29 for 40 for 414 yards, two touchdowns but two interceptions. Good for Mac Brown, mm-hmm. and let me tell you what, that ACC is a pretty, pretty good conference with Florida State winning again today. It was a nail-biter against Boston College, but Duke is really, really good. NC State is okay, and Clemson, even though they lost to Duke the first year, that's going to be a whale of a race in the Atlantic Coast Conference. Yeah, uh, Mac Brown's got a team, and this is something he's been building on for quite a while. He, I don't want to say he had a lottery with Drake May, but this is a kid that has emerged here in the last year as a top quarterback, and they, but they, they're, they're very uh, they're stacked on defense too, which they're is playing better defense. They're playing football. a lot better defense, and they're much better, much better defense. They're holding Minnesota to 13 points right now. That's good. Well, it's really, really, really good. good. For Mac as, Brown. as you drive to the stadium before Texas and Wyoming, when we come back, we're going to shift and talk golf because Mark Brooks is going to tell you. Who's going to win the Ryder Cup? Will it be good old United States of America, or will it be the foreigners? As the Ryder Cups in a few weeks, I'm Ed Clements along with Ben Clements and Mark Brooks, broadcasting live from Dirty Martin's Place on Guadalupe, a great place to come before any football game or sporting event because all the TVs are up and rare and everything. And we'll be back with more on the 15th Club, part of Sports Saturday on KLBJ, right after this. I woke up this morning. Texas on my mind Thinking about my friends there Hi, this is Brent Buckman. You're listening to The 15th Club with Scotty Sayers and Ed Clements on News Radio KLBJ. Thank you so much, Brent Buckman, who played on the 1972 National Championship golf team for the Texas Longhorns, now associated with the Driftwood Club. Thank you so much, Brent. Brent's son, Brad, of course, played for the Longhorn basketball team. The last team, Texas, went to a Final Four. Son, Ben, is a top-notch real estate salesman out at Driftwood. Great, great family. Welcome back to the 15th Club on KLBJ Radio, part of Sports Saturday as we drive you to the Longhorns in Wyoming at 7 o'clock at DKR, Texas Memorial Stadium. The Longhorns are a uber-strong 30-point favorite, but you know what? 
the Alabama Crimson Tide were a huge favorite today. And right now in Tampa, on the road playing South Florida, it is Alabama 3, South Florida 3. Alabama just completed only their sixth pass of the afternoon. They got a guy named Ty Simpson playing for them right now. Ty Simpson is the quarterback for Bama right now. So strange, strange deal, fellas. By the way, our show proudly brought to you by Texas Mutual Insurance and by ABC Bank. Ben, yeah, you had a comment on this? Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just... When's the last time you saw Alabama have to bench a quarterback mid-game? I, I, well, the, the last time, I'll oh, tell you what that, it was. That same, but also that same quarterback who got who replaced last week's quarterback. Well, well, okay. Tua. Tua, you're right. Tua and Jalen Hurts. Remember that Jalen okay, Hurts got benched? I'm not I can't see the future, but I don't think Ty Simpson or Jalen Milrow <laughs> are going to be in the, the NFL. Tua or Jalen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you know, they were touted to be. Well, they're playing for Alabama. They should be top-notch guys, well, too. Well, yeah, they yeah. are. They're five-star. Yeah, five-star guys. Yeah. Okay, uh, Longhorns in Wyoming a little bit, but Mark's here. Uh, and Mark has a keen eye on the Ryder Cup. And the 44th Ryder Cup unfolds uh, from September 29th to October 1st at the Marco Simeon Golf and Country Club in uh, Italy, northeast of Rome. Uh, the United States has not won... The United States has not won in foreign soil, I guess, Mark, since 1993, which is strange. Do you see that changing this year, that the, that the United States will, will win and bring home the cup on foreign soil? Well, obviously I'd like for them to win. I don't see them. Uh, in my book, they're an underdog on paper. I, I the look U.S. At team is the underdog in Rome. It's hard for it's hard for me to believe that they're an underdog, with the likes of Scotty Scheffler, Jordan Spieth, uh, and and the like. You know, I, it's hard for me. But then again, looking at their team, the European team, you see Rory, you see John Rahm, Victor, Victor Hovland, I guess. And they got this. They they got the young kid out of Texas Tech who's Mayberg. Yeah, he's leading by two today at the BMW. There you go. Their, their flagship event on the European Tour. He's got a two-shot lead going to the last mm -hmm. round. I think from the common man's perspective, Mark, like like me, a common golf fan, they have a lot of guys that you, you don't recognize their names, but have done a lot. It so rarely goes by the book, mm -hmm. meaning, you know, like how you would predict it out. When, even when you after you see the pairings out for the first round, you're like, well, that, that's a win, that's a win. Mm -hmm. it, it never works out that way, or doesn't seem to. Mm -hmm. However, this is where I come from. Okay. Rom, McElroy, and Victor Hovland. Three of the top five, probably easily. No one would argue against they're in the top five in the, in the world right mm -hmm. now. Correct. They're going to play five matches. So they have the potential for five points. Mm -hmm. If I gave them three and a half points each, that's allowing them actually to lose a match and tie a match. Mm -hmm. If they just get three and a half each, you know where I, I've, I've gotten pretty close to the 14 and a half. They're going to win. They got a good shot at winning. Yeah. So, you and, know, you, and you look at the other team members. You've got you've got uh, guys that are very very capable. Matt Fitzpatrick, uh, Justin Rose, Tommy Fleetwood, Tommy Fleetwood. Uh, who's the angry guy? The angry Brit. That would be Terrell Hatton. Terrell. Terrell Hatton. T terrible Terrell. <laughs> but it's and they have familiarity with the golf course. Yeah. 
no doubt about that. They're going to have the crowd on their side. Do they, though, Let's have... cooperate. Do they really have that much familiarity with the golf? Sure. I mean, oh, yeah, they played Italian Opens there. Have they? Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. And ironically, the guy that won the Italian Open this year, the Moronk from Germany by way of Poland, he wasn't selected. And he yeah. won on that golf course. Uh, he's still a little butthurt about that one. I think so. he's, yeah. Yeah. Are you surprised that Molinari is not on this team? No. I know he, no. Like, he's not playing any good. I was going to say... He lives in L.A. He does? does yeah, he, really? he moved to L.A. Okay, that's <laughs> shocker. shocker. He cashed out moved to the moved to <laughs> the paradise. Sellout. He'll be in Texas. <laughs> He's going to be in Texas. As we all know, That's uh, the, the, the route to Texas typically takes it takes its routing through California. He'll get tired often. of the taxes. Yes. He'll get tired of the homeless. He'll yes. come. He'll be in He'll here. Be here. Did you see what Dustin Johnson said this week? Dustin Johnson said if he was on the PGA Tour, he would have been on the team. Sour grapes, he, he made his own bed, and I like Dustin. He made his own bed, though, correct? He did. He did. It's a comfortable bed, I'll say. <laughs> it's a rich bed. 125 minutes. <laughs> we'll leave that one right well, there. Well, there's Alaskan king beds. Uh, he's done very well at the team sport, team events. Yeah. You know, 5-0 and o last. 5-0 and o last year. 5-0? and o. Yeah, 5-0. and o. Yeah, he probably, was, probably a reason. He yeah. might, have been a, might have been a pick. Yeah. Maybe Sam Burns would be... Fishing. I wonder about the American team, and I'm not knocking uh, Wyndham Clark. I'm not knocking Wyndham Clark won the Open. Brian Harmon won uh, the British Open. Uh, Sam Burns won the Dell Technologies match play. You got a lot of young guys in there. I know Ben's a big fan of Max Homa. Mm -hmm. uh, Max Homa is playing well, but you got so many guys, though, who never been in a Ryder Cup before, Mark. It's probably not fair, but it's a at least on the surface to me, it's a grittier, grittier-looking Euro team versus our American team. And I don't mean that in a derogatory way. It's basically, you know, our guys are getting what they want. They're getting their way. The American, and not that a lot of these Euro guys aren't playing our tour as well. Yeah. But they're kind of getting their way right now. I mean, the things they want, you know, the structure of the tour is changing. The purses are going way up. Right. And that's not really the case in Europe. They're sort of, you know, almost left their hand out. Whatever's left over after you guys get all, you know, rich right. over there in America, we'll play for over here. Right. So there could be something said for that. Yeah. You know, a little chip on the shoulder. Um, and it's not all of them. Obviously, a bunch of these guys play our tour full time. Sure. Let's, let's not argue that. But um, I just like those top three or four guys on their team grabbing the appropriate amount of points, you know, three, three or so each. And they're on their way. I mean, they'll get really close really quick. You know, ben talked about Aberg. I think Aberg will probably have a good Ryder Cup. He's he never played five. He, he's never played in a major, and he's playing in the Ryder Cup. There's a first for everything. Yeah. Mark, who's going to be the biggest <laughs> surprise out of Team USA? The biggest in a, surprise. In a good in way? A, in a good way. Who will be the biggest surprise? Wyndham Clark. Okay. Wow. Wyndham Clark. Yeah, I think he's got a lot of confidence. I think he could be a big surprise. The putting thing, you know, he and Ricky kind of have that little bit longer putter thing going. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, uh, I, you know, it was uh, pretty stressful there at L.A. Country Club. And uh, I thought he handled it very, very well. Okay. What, and what about, sorry to interrupt, Pop, but what about Team Europe? Who will be the biggest prize out of Team Europe? Auberg. Okay. Yeah. Played at Texas Tech last yeah. year. Amazing you know, story. 4-0-1. Yeah. Wow. You mentioned Max Homa. Max Homa, 6-0 in the President's Cup. So do not count him out. I've been on one. The yeah. President's Cup is not 
the Ryder Cup. No offense. <laughs> don't don't short yourself. I will, here, oh, I, I will short don't it. Short yourself. I will short it. Who it's, was your captain for the President's Cup? Arnold Palmer. Who's that? The King of Golf. The King. He flew his own citation ten in there for the practice <laughs> round. <laughs> and you know what I mean by a flu? Yeah, I do. You know, yeah. le- left left seat. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> now let me ask you about Zach Johnson. Uh, he's under a lot of pressure. And we got a couple of minutes left. He's in a lot of pressure because he did pick Justin Thomas, uh, part of the good old boy club. Uh, I don't think he is. You don't think he is? No, I think he, if it goes poorly, he will so quickly reveal that this was such a team, you know, picks. They let, listen to everybody, very democratic. Mm-hmm. And I think he'll be able to deflect, you know, and these other vice captains will take some blame. You know, David, DL3, Davis Love III, he's used to taking the blame for blowing a Ryder Cup with a big lead there coming down the stretch. Hello, Medina. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I would shake up that team room. I hope they lose. I mean, in a good, in a good way. No, in a good way. I want to see that thing. I want to see the fraternity busted up. Yeah. Give me right. some right there. Give me some knuckles right there. Enough Thank you, Mark. Okay, we got the rain reason. we got to take a break. Let's report that American, Mark Brooks. Alabama has scored. Alabama needs a lead South Florida. 10 to 3 Longhorns and Wyoming coming up in one hour on the Longhorn Network. Ed and Ben and Mark Brooks will be back with the End Zone Club coming up next here on News Radio 590 KLBJ. Don't go away.